With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Dresmick wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again. Cutting into the margin, but it's McWicked. Four years later, back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trying to get into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did some good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Gideon. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rockin' in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark's gonna dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Giddy up. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Holds on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! And we welcome everybody into what is surely going to be a fantastic edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Mike Bozich flying solo as Mike Carter is out at the symposium in Arizona and uh, had a chance to check out some of Mike Carter's Facebook posts as he was updating us about the going on there. It sounded like a very, very interesting time, a lot of good ideas were exchanged and of course uh, Mike's uh, flying on a plane right now on his way back so we could not catch up with him but uh, certainly we will at some point perhaps uh, next week on this program we'll talk maybe about some of the uh, things that uh, he learned or witnessed 
at the symposium in uh, Arizona, the racetrack industry program. I mean, obviously, it's done a lot of great things, produced a lot of great people, both in harness and thoroughbred racing. And uh, we'll get a chance to talk to Mike Carter about that next week. But it is awards season, racing fans, friends and neighbors. That's right. It's our post time with Mike and Mike Awards. It is that time of year again. We are currently accepting nominations for all seven of our categories. You can log on to our website right now, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, and make your nomination. You can nominate for all seven categories if you'd like, or you can just nominate for one or two. Do us a favor, in particular, do Mike Carter a favor, because he's going to be the one that's going to be uh, putting together uh, these bios for each of the finalists. But make sure that when you do nominate somebody, that you put down a reason or two why. Okay, it doesn't have to be a long, like it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, the book of Genesis or anything like that, but just make sure that you. Uh, Put a, just a line or two about why you're nominating that particular person or that particular horse, and um, you know it'll be considered. And uh, you know we'll uh, we'll kind of knock the field down. We've got a a group of I believe five judges. Mike Carter kind of takes care of all this. So if I'm giving you any kind of wrong information, please don't uh, don't hate me. But I believe we've got five independent judges that kind of go through the nominations and and uh you know kind of weed it down and they make their votes and uh, usually we go with about five six or seven in each category finalists so it's uh i'll tell you what it's really turned out to be a fantastic thing it's in its fourth year already you can check out the wall of fame as well mike carter did a great job on that that's on uh, post time with mike and mike.com as well uh, you can check out our past winners uh, in uh, all seven of the categories, we've got a great show on tap for you today. A couple of a uh, couple of individuals making their post time with Mike and Mike debut. It's always fun to have uh, people on this show for the very first time. Natasha Day will be joining us uh, in just a few minutes. For those of you not familiar with Natasha, she's a, she, Natasha. She's a driver up in Canada. Uh, primarily drives at Western uh, Fair, but does uh, Flamborough and some other racetracks up there as well. And she just surpassed a milestone, a million dollars in career earnings. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about how it felt to accomplish that and a little bit about her career in general. Plus, Joe Hunterfun will be joining the program. And anybody... Uh, that is on social media uh, in the sport of harness racing has been following uh, the story of his granddaughter, Layla, and she's uh, what a what a great individual she is. Of course, she is battling cancer, had a great fundraiser for her just a couple of days ago, and, and pretty much she has stalled each and every person's heart in the harness racing community as uh, she crushes cancer, hashtag Layla crushes cancer. So we're going to talk to Joe. Joe is her uh, grandfather. We're going to talk to him a little bit more about Layla. We'll get into talking horses with him as well. That'll be coming up around 1045 or 1050. Then I'm bad. Adriano Sorella is going to be joining us as Jimmy Freight is on to phase two of his career. He's going to be standing at Windback Farm in 2020 of Ontario. And uh, Adriano is going to talk to us about what Jimmy Freight's kind of meant to him. It's been a, a, quite a journey uh, through his racing career, and now he's uh, getting set to be a daddy. So it's certainly going to be interesting what kind of offspring that Jimmy Freight can produce. So it's a great show coming up for you. We're going to get the ball rolling with Natasha Day after this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the United States Drawing Association. Back after this timeout. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, 
trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Harness Racing is back at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment with the post time of 7.15. Join in on our popular guaranteed pools. The pick five starts in race one with a $25,000 guaranteed pool. And in race eight, the guaranteed $50,000 pick four begins. Kindergarten finals are on Saturday, November 2nd. TVG finals and final four are on Saturday, November 23rd. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing and event information. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USDA. Mike Bozich flying solo. Mike Carter on assignment in Arizona. He is at the symposium. Great show today. Natasha Day, Joe Underfun, Adriano Sorella, much, much more. Let's get the ball rolling with our first guest, and her name is Natasha Day. Natasha, welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks, Mike. I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Well, you just... You just uh, surpassed the milestone, $1 million in career earnings. That was back uh, actually a little while ago now, back in the middle part towards the end uh, of November. But uh, I'm going to quote you on a Facebook post that you made, and I'll let you comment after that. You said it's been four years of hard going, but finally hit a milestone. You want to talk a little bit about uh, what you meant by four years of hard time? Well, uh, since coming to Canada four years ago, yeah, it's basically been, you know, nose to the ground, just, working hard day in, day out, you know, trying to pick up any drives that you can, basically getting leftovers um, that the boys don't want to take and just trying to establish yourself and and get something that's half decent (laughs) and get people to recognize you basically. So, and and that, and that's the and that's the main thing. I mean, obviously you want to get uh, get uh, accounts and you know get get drives and uh, get good drives and so forth. And it's obviously very competitive. Uh, you know, you brought up something uh, in you know it's and it's obvious that harness racing is kind of a a male dominated sport, especially in when where driving is concerned. There's just not a whole lot of female drivers out there. Do you feel that's an extra challenge for you that that you have to overcome day in and day out? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, in this day and age, I, I really don't think we should, like, I hate playing the sex card or anything like that, but it's, it's tough over here. Like from where I'm from, we don't have none of this kind of male dominated. A lot of the girls are coming through and they're beating the boys and they're being number one drivers and trainers. And 
And over here, it's just like you, it's like you take a, a 20 year step back and it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to get your name out there and get people to understand that, you know, yeah, you're strong enough to hold a horse. Yes. You can rate a race as good as any of the guys. Yes. You can judge a race as good as anyone else. It, it's hard to, to change people's minds on that when they've always been set in that way, that the boys are the ones that can do it best. Visiting with driver Natasha Day. Natasha, take us back uh, to your early days. How'd you get started in the sport? Um, my dad, he trained and drove and basically, yeah, just grew up in it. So there was a heap of us kids. I was the only one that decided to do it. And yeah, it just went on from there. Uh, started training on my own and just catch driving. And that's how it progressed. Eventually went to the States for a little bit, work under Ross Krogan, uh, did a little bit of driving in the States. Not a hell of a lot. It was more the training side of things. Um, and then I went back home for 12 months while I got a visa for Canada. And once I got over here, I was like, driving is what I really want to do. You know, I, I don't mind the training side of things. It's, it, I do enjoy it, but driving is what I really wanted to step into and focus again, because that was what I was doing back home. And I kind of lost it when I went to the States. I, I didn't focus as much on the driving. So that's when I came here, I wanted to focus more on the driving. And tell us a little bit about where home is. Uh, so I'm from Gold Coast, Australia. Um, sunny all the time <laughs> and warm and totally opposite to Canada. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you're kind of polar opposites there. Because I know it starts, well, winter in Canada starts in what, July? Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's when it feels like it's cold for me. <laughs> <laughs> visiting with Natasha Day. Uh, Natasha, tell us a little bit about uh, racing in Australia, maybe some of the differences uh, in the styles of uh, racing harness horses down there as opposed to uh, in the States or Canada. Um, well, basically, we don't have one groom for five horses, so that kind of – it's we're a lot more of a team effort down there when you work for someone or you have your own horses. It's a team. Uh, it's – the racing is tighter. Um, you know, there's we drive so much closer, and therefore we can we're allowed to push out at like 400 meters from home. You can basically put a wheel underneath someone and move them out of the road. Whereas here, you can't do any of that sort of stuff. And you know, it's they they get a little bit emotional when I get a bit tight on them here. But that's I'm used to that style. So you know, I, it's it's hard to you've got to learn not to get over their heads whereas back home we're like hard on a on a person's helmet in front and we're climbing all over them basically and you know you try to force the way you want to drive whereas here you've got to take a more laid-back approach and you know just be a little bit more casual and you know find your runs better and things like that so it, there is a difference there is there's definitely a difference in driving um before we let you go, Natasha, tell us a little bit about Western Fair. Now, obviously, Western Fair is it, – it could be a little bit of a strange half-mile track to drive as compared to others. Do you do you kind of do anything different? Do you map your strategies out a little different at Western Fair, say, versus a Flamborough? Um, basically, if you're not up near the front end there at London, you're, you're pretty much going for the runaround. It's, it's definitely a leader's bias track. Uh, 
you know, if you've got one that's a bit sluggish, which is pretty much half the time the horses I drive, that they, they don't have, they can only use their sprint once and basically you don't want to use it at the start. You, I always try to kind of move them into it late. Um, first over is always a good option there because you can just hopefully outgrind them. Uh, but if you get away last at London, you basically just take the pegs and take the shortest way home. That's, that's all there is to it with that track. And one final question for you, Natasha. One race that you'd like to win before you call it a career? Uh, just any form of Grand Circuit race. Um, anything that's that's got a high price tag and, you know, will basically put your name in lights and be written down forever as winning that race. That Just anything, basically. You know, I, I, I'd, I've always wanted to be nominated for an O'Brien or, you know, something like that. But it's, I think that's something that's never really going to happen. But I just think a grand circuit race would be, would be number one bucket list. All right. Well, Natasha, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you in the future and we'll catch up with you at a later date. Perfect. Thank you, Mike. All right. That was driver Natasha day. And uh, I'll tell you what, just, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see women do well in the sport. I mean, it's obviously a, a more of a male-dominated sport, and especially when it comes to driving. And Natasha is one of the regular drivers up there. She just does an outstanding job uh, at Western Fair and Flamborough. So you can catch her in action uh, up there. She's uh, pretty much uh, driving uh, each and every night up there, Western Fair. And, of course, uh, if you want some selections for Western Fair, I guess we could throw in a cheap plug for uh, Ontario Racing. Make sure you check out that website. That's, they just do a fantastic job. You can also uh, catch Mike Carter, Garnet Barnsdale, Ace Barnsdale selections on posttimewithmike2mike.com. They've got all the Canadian tracks uh, covered for you, and you can catch them on ontarioracing.com as well. So lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USDA. We're going to catch up with Joe Hunter. Fun. That's, I can't wait for that interview because we're going to talk about a very special young lady that is coming up in just a few minutes. Plus, Adriano Sorella is going to join us, and we're going to talk some Jimmy Freight as well. So lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USDA. And we'll be back in just a moment. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. 
Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the Mobility Aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USDA. Mike Bozich flying solo. Mike Carter is on assignment. So lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, the big show. Adriano Sorello is going to be joining us towards the top of the hour. We're going to talk about Jimmy Freight as he gets ready to start his, uh, well, his second part of his career, so to speak, as he will go to the breeding shed after an outstanding racing career. So we're going to talk to Adriano about that. He's going to be standing at Windback Farm up in Ontario. But uh, first, a very special guest, Joe Hunterfun, joining us on the program now. Joe, how are you? Hi, very good, Mike. It's a pleasure and honor to be part of your program today. All right. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And uh, we're going to talk some horses with you be, uh, before we let you go. But uh, obviously, for those of you that uh, don't know, and I know, I mean, a lot of horsemen uh, follow along on social media. And if you do, you probably know who Joe Hunderfund's granddaughter is. She's a very special young lady. Her name is Layla. Tell us a little bit about Layla, Joe. Well, you're right, Mike. She is very, very special. When she was born, she just had that sparkle to her and the personality that you wouldn't believe. And, and she just, she just she was a special kind of little girl. And then in 2016, when she was just five years old, we got blindsided when she was diagnosed with um, a very serious cancer, Ewing sarcoma, which has a very, very difficult cure rate. And we were given some pretty grim odds, but you know, her mom, my daughter Brenda, and my wife Doreen refused to to listen to these doctors and the odds, and we took the bull by the horns, and she started some pretty extensive treatment at Children's Hospital right there in Philadelphia, had a lot of surgeries and some chemo and radiation, and after about a, I don't know, six or eight months of that, she was declared uh, no evidence of disease, which we all kind of celebrated, and she spent two years just being a normal kind of kid going to school, leading a pretty normal life. She actually became quite a quite a spokesperson and advocate for childhood cancer. She kind of toured around with an old time old time singer. I don't know how many people remember Chubby Checkers? The Chubby Checkers mm-hmm. took her around and went to different sports venues and and just promoted promoted childhood cancer. And uh, you know things were going good for her, and then unfortunately this past spring. We got the bad news that it relapsed. So that kind of put us back in square one again. But, you know, she bravely fought on, had more surgeries, and uh, is still undergoing some extensive chemo. She needs a year of chemotherapy 
to try and hold this back. But, you know, she's she's a brave person. She's got an unbelievable disposition. And, uh, you know, I kind of let the local horsemen around here know that I kind of vow to give Layla something to smile about every day and, and to keep her looking forward to what comes tomorrow. And uh, like you were talking, uh, you know, local horsemen then kind of got together and they approached me and they said, Joe, I'd like to have maybe like a little benefit dinner for Layla. And it turned out to be a remarkable uh, event. It was remarkable. And that's what I was going to ask you about next, Joe. Uh, that occurred on September 8th, or excuse me, December 8th. Uh, that was uh, at the Mary Dell Fire Company. Uh, hashtag Layla Crushes Cancer. And it was just, it's really cool. I, I just got through, um, uh, before we got on the air, reading the post that uh, Corey Callahan made. And just all the horsemen and, and, and horsewomen and what they have done, it, it's just, it's it's really touching that they have, you know, rallied around your granddaughter. You know, it, it makes me proud, just like Corey mentioned on his post. It makes me proud to be part of uh, of this or, of the, the whole horse industry. You know, as competitive as we are on the racetrack, competing against each other day in and day out, when when somebody's in need, I mean, everybody, they all kind of rally together. And like you had mentioned, like the Pacing for a Cure program that you guys are involved mm-hmm. with, and there's so many different so many different things. We recently had a tragedy with another horseman that lost his son. Jurchell has had a tragic thing in his life, and, and horsemen just yep. rallied together to help him. And uh, they focused their attention on me, and I was overwhelmed. Uh, it was like a, the who's who of harness racing that contributed to this cause. I mean, contributing, donating memorabilia and their racing colors. There was John Campbell, Tim Tietrich. Dave Miller, Montreal Teague, Yannick, Brian Sears, Ronnie Pierce, Andrew McCarthy, Corey Callahan, right down the line. I was shocked. They all donated things for auction to kind of help the cause. And it turned into an unbelievable event. And and Layla started off the morning. I didn't think she was even going to be able to make it. She was doubled over in pain. But she just, she rises to the occasion. And she was there and she had a wonderful time. And everybody, everybody really opened up their hearts to Layla, and she's the type of girl that just won them all over with her personality and her charm and her, her smile and her, her courage. Visiting with Joe Hunderfund. Uh, Joe, i got to ask you now, uh, she obviously likes harness racing, right? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah, she loves horses. She loves harness racing. She's, she's, she loves life. And I got to and I got to ask you, uh, who's her favorite driver? Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> well, I will tell you. I will tell you. She took a a liking to Artie Stafford because Artie Stafford took a real liking to her. And Corey, she's always talks to me about Corey all the time. Also, yeah. And basically, basically all of them in general. She's 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 just a good girl and a good person, and she's a sweetheart. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Visiting with Joe Hunderfund. Joe, before we let you go, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about on the racetrack. Uh, maybe some of the horses that are in your stable right now that we could look out for in the coming weeks and months. Uh, I'll tell you what. I I, I have a twenty five horse stable down here by Dover, and I've had a pretty solid year. I've got no no real standout stakes caliber kind of horses. I just got some hard hitting claimers and overnight horses and. Uh, you know, I had a pretty pretty good year. Every year I kind of 
put a goal to win 100 races and make a million dollars in purses, and I'm right on track. Here with only a couple of weeks left to go, I'm right on track for that again this year. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's, I kind of stay local down here. Once in a while, I go up to Harris, Philly, or, or up to the Meadowlands or Yonkers. But uh, I just got a nice, nice, steady stable of hard-hitting resources here. Fantastic. Good stuff. Well, Joe, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, God bless you guys. And I'm telling you, there's not a day go by that, that we don't pray for that special young lady. Uh, I appreciate it. And keep up the good work of uh, promoting this wonderful business we got. All right. Thanks, Joe. All right, Mike. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. That was Joe Hunderfun, the uh, grandfather of uh, Layla, and um, what a brave young lady she is. More left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Adriano Sorella will be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. We're going to talk some Jimmy Frank as he is getting ready to head to the breach shed in 2020. Going to be standing at Windback of Ontario, and that's coming up for you after this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USDA. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Bean as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Harness Racing is back at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment with the post time of 7.15. Join in on our popular guaranteed pools. The pick five starts in race one with a $25,000 guaranteed pool. And in race eight, the guaranteed $50,000 pick four begins. Kindergarten finals are on Saturday, November 2nd. TVG finals and final four are on Saturday, November 23rd. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing and event information. From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike, are you a harness racing? trainer or driver? 
Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Mike Bozich flying solo. Mike Carter on assignment right now. We're joined by Mr. Jimmy Freight himself, Adriano Sorella. Adriano, welcome to the program, buddy. How are you? Hey, very good, very good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Well, listen, we've talked plenty about Jimmy Freight on this program, and rightfully so. I mean, he's just done some outstanding things in his racing career. But now it's time to move on to the next chapter, as he will be standing at Winback Farms of Ontario starting in 2020. And, uh, well, give me your thoughts on that first. This has got to be kind of an exciting time to, you know, kind of see what Jimmy Freight's uh, offspring can do. Right. We've been uh, we've been working behind the scenes um, close to the end of the year to see where, where we would stand them. Um, it was a toss up. We, we had a few different offers that we would, you know, we entertained, but I really wanted to stay in Ontario. And, um, when the win back offer came, uh, came forward, uh, I actually, I, I've never, it's been like eight, seven, eight years that I've been to London to the London sale here. And I decided to go out to the London sale and go talk to them. And, uh, we sat down, we had a little meeting. Uh, it didn't take very long before we worked something out. And, uh, and here we are. You know, Jimmy is kind of he he's kind of turned into an internet sensation throughout his racing career. I mean, I kind of want to say he he kind of had a little bit of a cult following because it seemed like there was always a a big group of people who used to come out and see him race, and he quickly turned into a fan favorite. And uh, that really had to be a thrill for you going throughout his racing career. Right, it's it's always that whole you know that the little guy kind of thing, and you know, there's a lot of uh, people that um you know that uh, have stallions and groups and and we all we all know who they are and for a horse like this he, he you know we know the story he came from Iowa he's an Ontario bred he's a sports writer he 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 probably is well he is the best sports writer that's ever you know stepped foot on a racetrack i mean yeah. he's a millionaire he's he's got the fastest time all the rest of that we we know the the accomplishments but um being you know coming out of Iowa for where he started his career you know, racing for uh, $500, um, you know, and then coming to Canada and, and doing so well as a two-year-old. And then again, as a three-year-old, he was outstanding. And then just moving up into the four-year-old ranks and he was going head to head with, with all of them. And, uh, you know, it's kind of special and you get all those, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, this is what they dream. They dream of having a horse like this, you know, he was, he, he was what he is and he turned out to be an outstanding horse. And now he's going to, you know, to be a, a stallion and a daddy. Visiting with Adriano Sorella, owner of uh, Jimmy Freight. Uh, tell us a little bit about, and I know we've talked about this on the program before, but uh, maybe for those people that don't know, give us kind of the backstory of Jimmy Freight. How did you find him in the cornfields of Iowa? 
So, yeah, so, I mean, the story is, is, it was quite interesting. And, you know, to me, it's still interesting. You know, I had a deal in place to buy another horse. Um, We were about to get that horse. The agent called me up. We were about to get that horse vetted out. It wasn't Jimmy Freight. It was another horse. And the deal kind Mm -hmm. of fell through. And then uh, the agent, uh, it was Mark Reynolds, he gave me a call back Mm -hmm. and he said, he said, I'm going to give you a name of a horse, but I don't want you to look him up just yet because I know you're going to think I'm crazy. And, um, and sure enough, it was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. He he gave me the name. I, I begged him for the name. He gave me the name, and and he was still talking on the phone. And I was on track at um, pulling up, you know, some stats for the horse. And the first thing I saw was his first race was a two sixteen and two mile. And I started laughing, and I said, "Are you crazy?" I said, and then I just I kept looking, and I you know there wasn't really much on him, you know. And then his, his second lifetime yeah. start. He went by like 15 in two minutes. And then I just started looking into the races in Iowa. And I noticed that two minutes is not for a fair track is not bad at all. And he went by 15. I think he went by 15 or 16 lengths in his second start. So um, Iowa's got a fan page on uh, Facebook. So I I took a look. I tried to scour through there. And I found a video um, shot from a telephone. And I watched the video. And it was... um, it was the uh, two, I believe it was like his, his last race there, which was like a 158 mile. And, uh, and I was like, wow, that's a pretty big mile there. Like if we can bring him here racing the big track and chase six seconds off, he's a 52 pacer. I'm like, we can right. do well in the gold. And that's what happened. And so um, we tried to get a hold of the owners and we had a hard time getting hold of uh, uh, Rick Huffman and TD Huffman and, and Larry Mather. And then finally we reached out to, uh, um, to a couple of people, we got a hold of them, and, and I ended up being able to buy the horse. Now, out of his long resume of accomplishments, I mean, O'Brien Award winner, uh, you know, Ontario's uh, side of stakes, many gold legs winner of two and, and three, and just all the stakes wins that he's had. What was the most special moment, if you had to pinpoint one, that uh, you believe he accomplished in his career? <clears throat> there was, there was. A couple, but like, I mean, there's, there's some races that just, you know, I couldn't believe, like he traveled quite a bit, like whoever you talk to, you know, you you can tell that, you know, like drivers or trainers, the horse went all around the U S and Canada and he never missed a beat. And, um, and one of the hardest things to do, um, is to go from one trainer to another trainer to another trainer. Like usually a horse will fall if he's, if he's not, doesn't have any talent he'll fall off the face of the earth if you ask me, but he was able to go to all these uh, different tracks and different races. And I mean, there's a couple of real, you know, special ones for me, obviously the, the big wins, like the winning the, the super final at home out of the nine hole in a really good field, uh, locking wheels in the stretch and still winning the race uh, for the OSS gold. That was pretty special. But I mean, some of the big races that he was in that he didn't win, um, were big ones for me, like the messenger at Yonkers. Um, he's this, this horse is, loves every size track and he gets around those little small tracks. Very good. Um, that's one of his, uh, his, his, you know, his best, uh, feet, uh, features, um, for himself and the messenger, he had set that, uh, that record in the eliminations of 50 and three over at Yonkers. And then to come back and draw the eight hole was like devastating and still just losing by, uh, you know, by a neck uh, in the final, um, that one was that one was pretty nice. And then moving on to the four-year-old year, obviously uh, being able to win the Gold Cup at home on a big night 
you know, that's a big night at at, um, at Mohawk. That that was kind of that was kind of special. You know, I believe, and and I know you're a big marketing guy. And we if we sit here and start talking about marketing, we could be here probably till four in the afternoon. But you know. And no matter what sport, it seems like people love a good story. And Jimmy Freight was a good story, I believe, and, and still is a good story, obviously. And and that's, I think, what brought people to him, especially from social media. That's why he had the following. What do you think Harness Racing can do to create more stories like Jimmy Freight? Yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot of superstars in, in, in our sport, like like equine and, and actual people. And I think the, the most of the problem is, is that, we don't market it properly to, to you know, not even just to ourselves, but to people outside of the of the markets. We don't do anything like they do in hockey or basketball. And I think really the issue with the marketing stuff is we don't have um, a commission that can control over where the money is spent. I think every track and every state does their own thing, and rightfully so. Like they only have so much money to do it. But I think really we should push more. Uh, on uh, you know the sharing and the fun aspect of everything like it's kind of like the stuff that i'm doing you know i don't expect to get breedings out of giving out 25 dollar tim hortons cards or duncan cards or whatever that's not the initiative there the initiative is to engage people and make it fun you know and at the same time i'm getting them to share something that's you know my story the horse's story you know where he's standing and it's just stuff like that people like that people like to be uh, engaged with uh, stuff that's fun, and I think we need more of that uh, in the industry. All right, Wager Analyst, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Certainly anxious to see what Jimmy Frey can accomplish in the breeding shed, and hey, if it's anything like he accomplished on the racetrack, it's going to be something. Adriano, we appreciate it, buddy. We'll catch up with you later. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Adriano Sorella, and you know, that's one of the great things I like about Adriano is you can tell the passion in his voice when he talks, not only about Jimmy Freight, but the sport of harness racing. And, uh, you know, it's it's the passion, I think, that a lot of people have for this industry that, that quite frankly, keeps it afloat a lot of times. But Jimmy Freight, a great story, and uh, he's going to be standing at Windback of Ontario in 2020. So, uh, you know, hey, if you're uh, – if you're a horseman or horsewoman out there, make sure you check out Jimmy Freight. If you go to winbackfarm.com, if you've got uh, if you need any more information, or you could even uh, if you got a, if this happen to have a pen in front of you, you could write down this number nine zero five eight three eight two one four five. Again, it's nine zero five eight three eight two one four five. We're gonna wrap this thing up when we come back. You've got host time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast brought to you by Twinspire is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Bean as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 
Well, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us here today at Post Time with Mike and Mike. Make sure you nominate for the awards. you still got about a week or so to do it. Go to our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, under Post Time Awards. And with special thanks to our guests here today as well, Natasha Day, Joe Hunterfund, and Adriano Sorella. We'll see you next week, next Thursday, with the first post of 1030. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus